Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Hey there. Thanks again for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. This is obviously Megan O'Donnell, and I am here today with part two of the Real Housewives of DC Deep Dive. This starts at episode four and pretty much only talks about episode four. And this upcoming episode on Thursday will then be five through the rest of the season. And then following that, we will be doing recaps of the reunions, which is just some of the best television I've ever seen. In addition to an aggressive deep dive into the state dinner that Mikhail and Tarek crashed. So stay tuned for that and enjoy this episode. Thanks. Amazing timing. We move into episode four which goes into a little bit deeper about Stacey's mom situation. So her mom was white, had a secret relationship with a Nigerian man that they met during the Peace Corps. And because she was white, and she was German, right? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah, I think she was German. So she couldn't have this relationship with the father because, you know, of societal thoughts and what her family would have said. She was really upset. And so Stacey ends up contacting her mom and her mom tells her she was called the secret and she refuses to give her any information about her father. And so that kind of like plants the seed for Stacey's whole, I'm going to find my dad's storyline, which is nice, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then we get to the vineyard day. So the squad is all going to Oasis Vineyard, which is in Virginia, and this is the place that Tarek's family has owned since 1975, and it's clearly not running right now. It's not open, um, currently in 2020, and also in 2010, it was also not running and up and running. So on the way, they're taking a party bus or a limo, I can't remember, because that's really important information. So they took a white stretch uh, (laughs) to the vineyard, and on the way, Jason, who is Ted, the hairdresser's husband, starts to recount a story how Mikhail and Tarek crashed a Congressional Black Caucus dinner a couple days before. So I guess, supposedly, Mikhail and Tarek received one invitation that on the invitation said, admits one. So they took that as invite three additional people. And... (laughs) so they go to this event and jason says they show up they're standing on the side and have snuck through the back door and they're going to people's chairs and putting their napkins there so that they can like claim the seats when i guess people start to speak supposedly the secret service then takes mikhail and tark out of the party and jason and paul don't see them for the rest of the night so i wonder (laughs) if they got their hands slapped a little bit yeah, but I also find it weird because the Salahis invited those two, right? Yeah. So why? I, w- I wouldn't go. Like, I would go there and be like, oh, we're not invited, so I'm going to go home. Why did they still sneak in there with them? <laughs> I'd be like, no, thank you. I, I think I'm just going to go home now. Yeah, like, wouldn't you at a certain point be like, oh, I'm actively not invited? Maybe I should respect this event, but rather than that, they were like putting on like chef's outfits and pretending to like work in the back <laughs> and then coming out and, with a dress and a perfect suit or whatever. But carrying a big turkey in front of a hat, just like, <laughs> no, you can see me. <laughs> She's like, look, I eat, I eat. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this obviously really grinds Stacy and Jason's gears and they're pretty upset about this and they're saying this is really disrespectful and if they weren't invited, why'd they go? Understandable. And the fact that I forgot that there was two crashing moments in this show, like this one didn't get any real press, I don't think, like at the time. No, it didn't get much attention, no. So when this was happening, I was rewatching and I was like, oh my God, this is already, ha like the crashing is already happening in episode four. And then as it moved on, I was like, no, there are two crashings. <laughs> it just gets better with time from episode to episode. Like a fine wine, I just get better <laughs> with time. <laughs> Perfect segue to Oasis Vineyard. So before they arrive, th this is just such a good episode. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god, we've been talking for an hour and a half, and I'm like, we're not even anywhere near. I don't like, know, you know the way through the season, not yet. <laughs> we see the vineyard before they arrive, and you can see there's a lot of commotion. There's literally the cops, and I guess Tarek's mom called the cops on them yes. and called all these quote-unquote local reporters to the house were there, I guess, talking about their lawsuits, which again, I'm like, you two called those people and told them to come, and so- They called themselves. His mother called the cops, but they called the press. 100%. So um, just a little background on this vineyard. So opened up in 1975, once Tarek's dad uh, got sick, Tarek took over. But the problem was that both the mom and the dad wanted to sell the vineyard at that point because Tarek had helped run the company into severe debt, shocking. Um, they said he was buying unnecessary items like an Aston Martin boat. He owed $225,000 through the business for the Redskins suite at the stadium where they play, which again, not surprising that the fucking Redskins are back. They're like pretending they're cheerleading and pretend like they can own a box. And then, uh, yeah, they repoed a $150,000 Aston Martin car. And then also he had like a $360,000 protect the Patek Philippe watch and they took that from him too in all of these lawsuits. So it seems like about half a million dollars, a little bit more of debt. And rather than, you know, sell the company, which the whole family wanted him to do, Tarek was like, we need to keep it. We need to keep it. They put the market, they put the vineyard on the market in 2007 and Shaquille O'Neal was potentially going to purchase it for $4 million. But obviously Tarek decided he didn't want to do that and rather than selling to Shaq he took down the website and told everyone the vineyard closed down which is doesn't really make any sense and then at that point Tark's parents named him in a civil lawsuit and tried to evict him and Mikhail from an apartment on the Oasis property which is confirmed the place where the two of them must live because they're from hotel to hotel and you know they live in a small apartment above the vineyard's like tasting room Totally. <laughs> and then he started a second company, wasn't it? Oasis Vineyards against Oasis Inc. Because he started yeah. selling wine tours that never happened. Yes, correct. <laughs> so that's just a little bit about the vineyard and explains a little bit why the mom is calling the cops on them. And the mom also probably is like, not only are you bringing your friends here to just blatantly lie? But there's also nothing to see. Like, there's no <laughs> wine being made. There, everything here is an absolute lie. And <laughs> like, her mom is on the balcony, his mom is on the balcony, like yelling at when the guests arrive. So before they arrive, 
Tark calls Stacy, I believe, or Jason, and tells them, you guys have to come through the back exit because there's press here, there's paparazzi, and everybody is just, like, laughing. They're like, why the f- is there security detail in middle of nowhere, Virginia, at a vineyard? Who do you think you are? So random, yeah. They were like, what the fuck is going on? They're actually, like, contemplating if they actually should go because they're, like, realizing there is something severely wrong. And, like, should we go? Should we turn around? I mean, it was pretty clear from the moment they got out of the car that they weren't willing to address what was happening. And Kat kind of kept asking questions and was definitely realizing, like, what's going on here? Like, they're lying to us and we deserve answers. We're their friends and the fucking cops are here. Like, shouldn't we receive any sort of information about what's going on? And Kat was so over it as soon as she got out of the car and saw that whole shit hole and everything. She was like, I'm not having any of this anymore. I don't blame her. So they get out of the car. Tarek is so excited to do the grape stomp. And this is the funniest thing. So the ladies all go in like the big barrel and do a grape stomp on store-bought grapes, which little does Tarek know about winemaking, but that's not the type of grape you used to make wine, buddy. (laughs) that's what I don't understand, like, because they also had, like, the whole crates there from the store. Yes! <laughs> with all the grapes in it. And, like, and when they, like, do, like, a, a camera, camera view of the whole vineyard, you see that it's, like, it's run down. It's dirty. Everything is broken. There are no grapes. There is nothing. There is no wine made and everything. But... Did Tarek and Mikhail think, like, how delusional are they? Like, do do they see something that we physically don't see? Is it like in a a, uh, movie where it's like The Wizard of Oz, when it goes from black and white to color? Is that what they see in their head? You know, I don't really know. And, like, I can't understand. And we see it time and time and time and time and time again where they have one vision of what's happening and then the entire world completely disagrees and like doesn't see it in the same way. And I think that's, this is a moment where Kat is over it. You see Mary being, I mean, Mary by the end of this is very over it. You see Stacy getting questionable by the end of it as well. And so this is definitely really telling that the two of them are fraudulent and like ridiculous and also the grapes that they stopped ended up making like a brown paste, like not even an ounce of anything in the grapes, like the, the little spigot thing coming out of the barrel. Oh, they like, look so disgusting. I mean, so it was fun. I really enjoyed this. Oh, God. Such a good time. And this is also where Mikhail's assistant, who does remind me of Camille Grammer's, remember that? What's that girl, Camille? Alison Dubois. No, no, no. The um, her like assistant friend, Dee Dee. Dee Dee. This Mikhail's assistant gave me Dee Dee vibes, where she ends up calling Cat a bitch or something, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, you're her assistant. Go inside and assist. Shouldn't you be assisting this shit show and like, like helping these idiots? But no, you're just paid to stroke their ego. I'm sure she isn't an assistant. I think she's just like. The only friend Mikhail has. 
and she offered to play the part of the assistant well another central casting person but um i yeah. think she is more or less she is a real friend to mikhail but yeah is pretending to be her assistant so you can, can look like she has a bigger production like with amc plus the plus doesn't just mean more it means better Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus only the good stuff. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like. So I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off off you guys and you get a deal look at that what does mikhail think she does all day that she needs an assistant <laughs> what do you need assisting on like <laughs> maybe she's playing on her fake typewriter playing <laughs> that she's tom sawyer's other lawyer <laughs> <laughs> i can actually see them doing it on a typewriter too they like mikhail doesn't know how to use a computer <laughs> Doesn't know how to use email. Probably knows how to read an email, how we find out later. She definitely can't read. That goes without saying. Um, so at this point, Kat is so fucking over it. She and Jason leave early, which probably is for the best, or else Kat would have probably gotten arrested at this dinner scene. Totally. So at this moment, there's the to be continued, which always means something crazy is going to happen in the next episode. And so they're in like the vineyard area in the basement or whatever near the barrels that are completely wine empty. cellar oh the wine <laughs> clearly i'm that's what pro we professionals call it the wine. <laughs> professional psalms i mean you are drinking are you drinking an oasis uh rosé right now <laughs> sure if you want to call whispering angel uh oasis <laughs> <laughs> 
So they get downstairs, they're eating, drinking more, and you could tell Tarek is getting sloshed. He's got the quintessential wet red wine on his lips moment, which is one trick that people need to realize when they're on television is you can't drink red wine on TV. It's a hard no. You look crazy. And I've been victim to a red wine drunk moment. And then you look at the photos and I'm like, that's my mouth. <laughs> right. Don't drink red wine, red wine out in public, only at home when you're alone in the dark. <laughs> so uh, they all start talking about Lolly, who is Mary's daughter, who is, I think, 23 or 24. She lives at home, kind of lazy, wants to be a quote-unquote artist, but quits her day job and becomes a waitress. And the whole fucking storyline of Lolly stealing her mom's clothes from the closet is also like a rogue thing that is carried throughout the whole show. But I believe that that kept being harped on because of what Tarek then implies. So at this dinner, Tarek starts saying that he saw a post on Facebook that Lolly, Mary's daughter, took a joyride with a golf cart from the Polo Cup event, and there are photos of her, like, holding his mallet and uh, his polo shit. I don't know what other polo things people use. And then he said the FBI is involved, and he said they're, quote, all, everybody's going to jail. Everybody is going to jail. (laughs) So Mary is stoic like I've never seen. She doesn't even crack. And she's crying, and you could tell she's getting upset because she's literally being accosted. They all have been drinking for hours. She has a goblet of wine in her hand, too. So <laughs> everybody is trashed at this point. And Stacy and Jason start standing up for Mary saying, you know what? You probably shouldn't really bring, be bringing this up right now. We had a really great day, theoretically. Yeah, you're and, ruining the day, and also her husband isn't here. Yeah, and it's, it's unfair to, like, everybody else has a partner, and you're railroading her about her daughter and you know I think it was then the implication that oh well she'd steal mommy's dress so she'd steal a polo mallet it's like the two aren't the same thing a girl borrowing uh you know a cardigan from her mother is a lot different (laughs) than like theft that would involve the FBI like which again Tarek shut the fuck up yeah but that's also right there and then you're thinking like why would the FBI interested in like the theft of polo gear like okay the FBI is literally doing case like working on cases like from the two of you like crashing <laughs> events like that's what, that's your involvement with the FBI not from a fake theft and so this actually ends up getting cleared up uh, Mary talks to her husband about it at a later date and they say like they've reached out to all their contacts and no one has any you know information and the FBI certainly doesn't know jack shit about a little girl a little white girl named Lolly stealing polo mallets like yeah and like they talk to Lolly about it at home as well like they're preparing food in the kitchen and everything and Lolly is talking about being like this is bullshit and why would I do this and blah 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 and I think also like if she would have done it they wouldn't have been so open about it on camera they wouldn't have talked about it yeah. on camera in the kitchen while preparing food exactly and i think there also would have been some sort of like you know like she'd get in trouble like you'd if this was real 
she would have been in trouble, like period. Yeah. So the fact that nothing ended up coming from this was like, Tark, where are you coming from? <laughs> random insults. I know it's everything they like make, um, try to make people believe that somebody else did went nowhere. It, it nothing just, came from anything they ever accused anyone of doing. Well, that's the thing that kind of frustrates me about them because it's never their fault in every single situation nothing is their fault when every single time it is their fault <laughs> and so when you're watching it and you're seeing how passionate and how mean and how hurtful he is clearly hurting a woman who's sitting at the table crying and he's like not stopping and his wife is like being a fucking idiot drunk as shit like, just smiling away and being like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, you don't want anyone to be hurt. Uh, you just hurt Mary deeply. <laughs> and then, but I also think Mary wasn't crying because she was so shocked or worried for Lolly or anything. I think it's more like what you said, how it can be um, coming across that like they're spinning it into like, yeah, she steals her mother clothes and then might steal something else. I think that's why she started crying because when she's so stoic in the beginning and everything, she's like, what? Just say it, Tarek. It, yeah. it, it felt like she already knew something was coming. Well, he's so manipulative and you could kind of, and calculated. And I feel like he probably yeah. had this in his back pocket. He was trying to divert from the fact that Stacy and Jason were asking him about the Black Caucus dinner. And he was like, what do you mean? Why would Jason say they snuck in? That's not true. That's not true. It's like, why would Jason and his husband make up this random thing? You guys are friends. They invited you. Clearly, Paul is friends with Mikhail, you know, and have, has been for a while before the show, too. There's no reason a friend would just arbitrarily say that they snuck into an event if they clearly didn't sneak into the event. And I think, yeah, he's a master manipulator, but only to Mikkel. Well, duh, she's his little puppet. Like, he's the and puppet. And that's why he thinks he can do it with everyone else. That's why he thinks, oh, he's such a mastermind and he can, like, run the show, manipulate everyone, and doesn't realize, no, he actually can't. I like at the end how Mary's like, are we done? And she actually says it to the production team. And Mikael is looking around as well. Oh, oh we're done? So I can, I can go up, uh, get up now as well. And Mary reads the wine cellar with a full glass of wine. And I'm good on you. She's going outside and having a cigarette, I'm telling you. Most definitely. She's like, I'm going to take up smoking. I'll take up hard drugs after. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do that now. Anything. I have to do any more with those two oh my God. idiots. Well, this is a perfect place to end our first part, which granted is two hours, so I may actually break that into two. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go through editing and see because this could potentially be a five-part series throughout the entire month of April into May, which honestly, sign me up. So I switched up the cadence of my show a little bit, so it'll be news on Mondays, and then every other Thursday is a bonus episode, but because yeah. this one 
is so juicy. I feel like I'm going to come out with an episode every Thursday and then get back to like a normal two-week cadence. But because this is like a big undertaking, I'm like, I feel like people will really, they'll need the content as soon as possible. Yeah. Also, if you guys want to watch this, I should have said this up in the front of the episode, but you really can't get it anywhere. Unfortunately, I had to buy this for $25 on Amazon, but now I own it for the rest of my life. So I don't know if it's a it's something I could pass down to my children one day. Um, <laughs> Handing down a legacy. Here's my Amazon Prime information. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we're, this was amazing. We will probably be recording tomorrow or the next day or the next day because we both free schedules free schedules um but this was great thank you so much for coming on part one and thank you for having me it's been such a long time i know been it's on the withdrawal been of talking housewives and such i mean it's been rough because even now like i don't know sometimes i feel i'm like is it trivial to talk about these things when there's literally a pandemic but then i'm like no this is what's getting me through the pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> this is what keeps us alive. Alcohol, cigarettes, and bravo. <laughs> retweet, retweet. <laughs> hey there. Thanks again for checking out part two of the Real Housewives of DC recap. I'm dumb and didn't realize that this was only 22 minutes for part two, and I could have just tacked it on to part one, but whatever. Say <laughs> la vie. Say uh, bon, say bon. So yeah, this upcoming Thursday, there will be part three, which starts at Edwina Rogers' healthcare party, which is the party of the decade, if you ask me. So be sure to tune in there and let me know what you guys are thinking, because so many people have reached out about how fun this is. And so I'm kind of debating what I want my next show to be, because this is going to be the new thing I do. So Mondays, like I was saying, news episodes, and then Thursdays will be deep dives. But what I'm thinking I'm going to be focusing on is one season wonders. So having one guest come on for three or four weeks while we do a full aggressive deep dive into one season wonders, because that allows us to kind of focus on something that isn't 47 seasons long. And so viewers can be excited to watch, you know, seven or eight episodes of a show and then all be on the same page for when we talk about it. So hopefully you guys are into that. Stay tuned. Let me know what you think because this is really fun, but it does take a shit ton of time and work. So if you hate it, um, keep that to yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 